Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi everyone, I'm Sue Omenson. This is our second episode in this series reflecting on our town's farming heritage that has spanned over 150 years. Today, I'll be talking with Jenny Wolf Chivas, a descendant of Amos and Catherine Wolf. Amos and Catherine traveled in an ox cart from Pennsylvania in the 1840s to settle the land near our newest park, Wolf's Crossing Community Park. And I'm also happy to welcome Norma Yackley Yates, who grew up on a farm in southwest Naperville from the 1930s through the late 50s when she was um, in her early adult life. And Ginny has been digging up photos and history of the Wolf family farms, which helped us create an interpretive sign that will be on display at the new park when it opens. And Ginny remembers visiting her grandfather's farm, and Norma has many stories of growing up on her family's farm. Thank you both for being here today. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Our pleasure. So I'd like to start with you, Norma, asking you to tell our listeners about your family's first farm, what it was like, where it was located, and what kind of farming your family did. Well, as I remember, um, my dad was always out in the field. We raised corn and beans and oats. Um, My mother was in the house cooking all the time, making our clothes. She had to sew. We didn't have very much money, but I wasn't aware of that at that time. Uh, What we had, we were happy with. Uh, We raised chickens so that she could sell eggs to people who would stop on the road when we put our sign out. And then from the chickens, from the chicken feed sacks, my mother washed them very carefully and then made clothes for my my. sister and me now it was we were kind of poor but i didn't know that then i just thought everybody wore feet sack dresses (laughs) well it was pop that was during the depression right yes it was yeah right um we also had some cattle on our farm uh, that my dad would feed the corn and oats that we grew Uh, we needed extra hands on the farm bringing in grain bringing eggs in from the house mowing the grass and as soon as my sister and I were able we were the extra set of hands <laughs> I was going to ask you if you, if you <laughs> the, did that. there we were <laughs> I mean if my dad wanted to back the tractor and wagon up to the elevator somebody had to be back there to tell him when to stop right you know so there you'd be And in the meantime, if we'd be in the field, I'd ride on the fender of the tractor and watch what was going on. That sounds like fun. It was. (laughs) It was. And my sister, thankfully, was interested in more of the household duties, so we didn't argue quite as much as we might have (laughs) otherwise, because she would have wanted the other fender on the tractor, so we we didn't have to argue about that. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Um, And uh, I guess... I was happy playing with my dolls in the front yard. We had had big trees around the house. And my favorite thing was to take our dolls and the little doll bed out under the trees and with a little table and we'd pretend to have 
tea and cookies and put them in the, my dolls in the buggy and wheel them around the yard. <laughs> I mean, life was really simple, but it was the most fun that I, I just remember Aww. to this day. And I have to tell you, those big trees gave me a fit because when it was stormy, the trees were loud. We were in the second floor on the bedroom. And the house was kind of creaky anyway. (laughs) And the windows would creak and the branches would rattle. And my sister would grab me and say, the branches are going to get us. Hang on, hang on. (laughs) And I would say, they wouldn't dare. Go to sleep, go to sleep. I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Let's go downstairs. (laughs) So the trees were wonderful in one way, but they shook us up on another. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Were you still there on that farm when you sold the eggs or yes okay yes people Um, would come from the city can you believe this they would drive out from chicago the city and they would buy our fresh eggs and they would buy cucumbers from our garden and tomatoes from our garden and then my mother could turn around and buy groceries because that's where our money came from that cool hard cash everyday living from what she made you helped sell the eggs? And oh, yes. We had to gather eggs in the hen house, and that was not a favorite thing. I'd try to wear gloves because mm. the hens in the nests would pick your hand if you tried oh. to reach under there oh, and dear. get their eggs. So you either had to be very quick or you had to have good gloves on because they would pick you. And if you waited till they would ever get off the nest, then it was the end of the day and there wouldn't be any people to buy fresh eggs. So we had oh. to gather those eggs by 1 o'clock in the afternoon and and the old hens didn't like that. And we were talking the other day about some other aspects of life on that farm. Uh, for example, not having the running water from the faucet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. And you had a pump in the kitchen, did you say? The pump was down at the barn. Oh. The big old barn because we needed water for the cattle. Okay. And we had a big Tank, stock tag down there where we filled that with water for the cattle but then uh, with that windmill the pump was accessible to us with our watering cans okay and we would fill those watering cans and then chug them up to our kitchen and then we would use the water from those cans to cook to drink mm. and to take a bath in um that was our supply so we were careful with the water because that was a long haul from the barn to the sure. house carrying those cans and tell us about the bat the bathtub routine oh <laughs> well we had a big kitchen and we moved the table aside and mother went in the closet and brought out a rubber bathtub that was all folded up. She would stand in the kitchen and unfold that bathtub so it was like six feet long and about three feet wide. And she would heat water on the stove and poured it in that bathtub and had her bar of, I don't know, lava soap, whatever it was. And the youngest person in the house, me, got in the bathtub first (laughs) and she I washed myself, or she washed me when I was tiny, and dried off, and that next person, my sister, she got in the tub, mother maybe added a little more warm water, she got her bath, then she got out of the kitchen, then my mother got in the tub, a little more water, and finally my dad, he was the last one, I guess he was the dirtiest, so he had to wait until the end to be washed.
<laughs> and then when we were all done, then she had to take a pail and bale that water mm. out of there and carry it outside sure, and dump it outside. It's too heavy otherwise. And that was Saturday night. <laughs> That's the only That's time we ever had a bath. Wow. Wow. Um, and then uh, I think communication um, was simpler back then, but um, tell us about the party line. Oh, that was so much fun. <laughs> Uh, there were eight people on that line, and when the phone rang one ring, you learned who was that, whose ring that was, and you knew your own ring. We had our uh, two was our ring, then our three was a neighbor down the road because when you lifted the receiver, you could hear people talk, and that's how you knew what phone number belonged to what person. Okay. So finally, we learned. <laughs> <laughs> who those eight people were on our party line. <laughs> so if it was somebody that we liked or were interested in, uh, if it was four rings, well then after they started talking, we'd very carefully lift the receiver off, not making a sound, and just put it to our ear and listened. And when they hung up, then we would hang up after them so they wouldn't hear us. <laughs> and then we'd discuss what was going on around the community. <laughs> And if it was somebody we didn't like, we just let it ring. We didn't care what they said because <laughs> we weren't interested in their life. So we learned to count the rings and knew the people. So we had our own little communi communication system. That's and they did that to us, too. Oh, I'm sure I everyone mean, knew. Was, yes. Everybody did that. And then you said after, after a while, your family was able to purchase land and move to a different farm. Right. And what, what was that like, and how did that change your life? Oh, my goodness. We couldn't believe it. It was so wonderful. We, it, we had a pump right by the house, and water came in the faucet in the sink. Oh, oh was that wonderful, <laughs> I tell you. And we could wash our hair in the sink. <laughs> you, before you washed your hair in the bathtub, you know, with right. the rest of you. So that... And Shirley and I, being like girls, I guess, we really appreciated that. Mm. But then we could use water to wash the windows inside the house or mm. outside. You know, we could be so much cleaner. Mm. Nobody's fussed if you tried to take a sponge bath here or there. You know, it was, it was water. And we had a bathtub, a permanent oh. bathtub. <laughs> and we, we had somehow she made bubbles. We could have bubbles oh. in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel silly telling you this because it, it was such a great thing for us. But people nowadays just think, oh. They, we take it for granted. We take it for granted. <laughs> Ginny, how did you meet Norma and um, what memories do you have? I remember Norma first at her parents' farm. And my mom and dad, if we would have been out at my grandpa's farm, um, which was about a mile from Norma's farm, uh, we would go and visit. And I can clearly remember going, going in to their kitchen, which Norma's described, and almost always her mom would have just baked cookies or a mm -hmm. pie or something. So we'd all sit at the kitchen table and visit and have wonderful, delicious little somethings. And just... Just a lovely relationship. Well, the farmers knew each other, you know, and, and her grandpa was on the farm out there mm -hmm. and knew my folks, and we would have PTA meetings at Granger School. This is probably before you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
once a month they would meet and we'd sometimes have a potluck supper nice. or a box social where the ladies would make a lunch and wrap it in a in pretty a box? box and then people would bid money to buy that box and when they opened oh. it then they knew who they were going to eat with otherwise they didn't know whose box that was so it was always a surprise <laughs> oh, that's and, it, and then interacted we all got to know each other so much that way and norma what what experiences did you have on the farm that has helped you in your adult life i'm learned to be thankful when i saw what was happening in my life on the farm and how nature reproduced and went on year after year after year. And sometimes it would be rocky road and smooth out, but there, it always seemed to work out all right. And I feel that several times in my life when things have been in turmoil or difficulty, I remember that it was going to be all right. And Ginny, um, what has impressed you about the values from the farm life in Naperville? As, as Norma was saying earlier, the, the value of living and depending on nature in your everyday life creates a wonderful perspective and approach. And it allows you to know that things will go on and you may be having a terrible day and no rain and your crops died, but it's going to be okay somehow. And the okay comes through the neighbors that help you. And also, the farm wasn't just a place of work. Mm. It was a place of beauty, natural beauty. Mm. And then people made beautiful toys, out of cloth, they made beautiful dresses, they made beautiful afghans, mm. quilts, they started the band, our wonderful band has been here over 150 years, and Naperville um, has such a wonderful foundation uh, to move forward, and it, it's, it's just proceeded in that way, and now we're fortunate to have so many other diverse nationalities and mm. cultures mm -hmm. here yeah. with us. It's great. And how do you both feel about the farmland out at Wolf's Crossing now becoming a park? <laughs> hooray, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm just so delighted to see it happen. To save the, the ground for God, I guess I would say, just the way he left it. And we can, for generations to come, how about you, Ginny? I'm just, just absolutely ecstatic that we're going to have such a beautiful park and that it will honor the community spirit that's been there for over 170 years, really, of people living and helping each other and playing and having fun. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District. <laughs>